Hey, hello there. It's Chris Harwick from Painless Networking. No, 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 this is not a painless podcast. Just hijacking the fadeaway while I have your attention. Just wanted everybody to know that we've launched a brand new experience at www.painless.network. Check out the Painless Networking site. Get connected with people in sports and event marketing, cause marketing, startups, events, sponsorships, media, properties, brands, teams, looking to get into the business, consulting, founders, entrepreneurs, all within this space, get connected, share ideas, share jobs, share events, and get to know each other. That's the whole point. Get connected at painless.network. Thanks. And I'll turn it back over to the fadeaway with Dion and Eric. There it is. Rest in peace to the war chant. For those who've been following along in late August, the University of Illinois administration retired, and I'm using air quotes, the war chant. Chancellor Robert Jones confirmed that the band wouldn't be playing this music at any events because, in his view, the chant was no longer motivating fans as historically intended, and some people found it offensive. And on that note, thanks for getting hand up on the fadeaway with Dion Thomas and Eric Schmidt. Today, Dion and I are joined by Steve Raquel, who served as Chief Illini number 29 in 1993 and continues to be involved as the president of the Council of Chiefs, which consists of all former chief portrayers. While Chief Illini Wick had his last dance in 2007, Steve has been involved in trying to find an inclusive solution to the issues that surround the chief and the Native American heritage at the University of Illinois. Steve, we have to ask you, what are your reactions to this latest news? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, You know what? This has been in play for such a long time. Uh, You know, I was a chief back in the early 90s when I tried out. That was kind of pretty much the first time that we really had protesters. Um, So, you know, this tradition has been dear to my heart. I grew up in Champaign, portrayed it, continue to be a part of it through my role with the council. Uh, So the removal of the war chants, I think, is it's very sad. I think it's kind of something that goes against the grain of our traditions, just like when the chief was released or retired, as you said in air quotes uh, earlier, uh, back in 2007. Um, unfortunately, uh, I th- you know, it's, it's, it is part of the larger issue that we have been fighting against with what I would say the administration, which is how can we, imb- how can the university that is is named after uh, the Illini tribe. Um, how can we take the tradition of Chief Illiniwick and everything that is good about Native American culture and make it a part, embrace it, and make and do something that is a win-win? Um, there are, if we go back historically, there are lots of reasons why that the chief. We understand the reasons that the chief is troublesome, and we understand why the NCAA. Um, we have trouble with the NCAA ruling back in 2004, 5-ish, 5 which, which was the postseason, right? It was the postseason. It was basically saying, you know what, if your native tribe doesn't approve of the use, then you can't have it. Which and is impossible for It us. is impossible. But a lot of people just don't understand why that's not. Um, and I have to spend a lot of time explaining it. So I'll mm-hmm. do a well, little I bit Well, I think and there's too. a lot of people that don't quite know all the history about it yeah. and what, why and, and why right. we're at this point and why, you know, everybody always says, well, Florida State can do it. Why can't Illinois? Right. There's reasons. So. Absolutely. So, when, so the way that I tell it to people who have trouble with it is back when Lester Lutweiler started it way back in the day in the early 1920s, he traveled out. He was a Boy Scout, and he loved Indian dancing as a Boy Scout. And he would go to Colorado Springs. He would go out in the West, and he was also part of the band. And so what he ended up doing is he went out and um, learned a little bit about it through the Ogala Sioux Tribe in South Dakota. So when the chief tradition started, it was started using regalia, our outfit is based on this Ogala Sioux. And so that outfit plus the dance itself is based off of celebratory, not religious, celebratory dancing that was 
normal in that culture or in that for that tribe. You fast forward, you know, and as you go through the years, the the dance has to. It used to be if you go watch early videos, um, tape and and film of the chief. It, he used to just be on the thirty, and he used to do a round dance, and he, that was the limitation. But with the football stadium being so big, we over time all uh, evolved the dance to to go down the field and to move around more because we wanted to make sure everybody in the stadium, everybody from the top ends of the stadium who couldn't see the the one side, people were so excited about it, we created the downfield dance, and then it kind of evolved from that point. So um, now let's fast forward to um, 2006 when the NCAA ruling came out. Well, the requirement is, okay, we have to have the, the closest tribe affiliated with the Illini to do it. If you go to FSU, they have the Seminoles. If you go to Utah, they have the Utes. In a sense, the Northern, uh, Northern Dakota Sioux, Fighting Sioux, had the Sioux Nation up there in, in the northern part. Um, the Illini, as everybody continues to say, yes, there is no Illini tribe. However, lineage moves the Illini tribe closest to the Miami Miami Indians out of Miami, Oklahoma. So we we had had a relationship with them probably in the late 90s, um, and we continue to have one. Chief Froman is the chief. Um, chief Dollarhide is one of his assistants. We have had a great relationship with them, and over the years have, have really worked hard to try to figure out a win-win for both sides. But if you go and sit with them, and we have, and I've talked to them, and said, hey, Chief, what do you think of our of Chief Aleniak? Would you endorse it? He says, it's cute, but we'd never endorse it. And we say, why? Well, it's Sue. We're Miami. We're That's not us. It's not our regalia. It's not our dance. So it's like asking me to prove something that is... You know, that is not of my heritage. I can't do that. And so we're stuck. The The ruling is that we're stuck because the the um, our origins and how we built the tradition and where the NCAA asks and requires it, um, we, can't, we can't even go to the Sioux and say, hey, Sioux uh, Nation in Ogala Sioux, would you endorse us? The NCAA, even if we got them to do it, which I think they would be a little bit more open to it, they, the NCAA wouldn't approve it. So we're stuck right now. So the then in the beginning of the 2000s, we continued to work with uh, Chief Froman and the tribe and say, hey, um, what would it look like if we could come up with something that is uh, modified, the best way I could say it, that takes in the Miami culture and the dance and the regalia and figure out something that would work? And so they, just because it is a hot button issue within the culture of the, all the tribes with everything going on with the Redskins and everything, they really were kind of hesitant for quite a while. Um, we had, if you can believe it, we've, we've taken probably the last three presidents out there, um, out to meet them and to build relationships. University presidents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've. We've, I mean, yeah, we've taken many of the border trustees. We've, we've done a lot of introductions and, you know, I've been at this since 2002 and the only constant in the last, since 2002 is the council of chiefs. Everything, you know, we, we walk out of those meetings and they're like, great, let's do something. We're excited. Let's do it. And then nothing comes of it. And so finally, about four years ago, uh, we put a plan together went down there, presented it to the tribe. The tribe was saying, okay, we're willing to get to the table to at least start the discussions on something that may work. And we said, okay, we will go and present to the university. Um, and this was with Chancellor Weiss. If she is willing to, we'll start the conversations and we will start down to a road that could lead to something good. And so uh, there was a group of us that presented to the chancellor um, I was the one who presented, and Chancellor Wise looked at me and said, nope, not on my watch. It's not going to happen. And she had a list of 10 to 15 priorities to make the University of Illinois a world-class institution. And I applauded her for it, but the chief was not part of it. 
And so it, it basically kind of, it went away at that point. So we continue, we continue to have that relationship with the Miami tribe, which if we can get something to the table and make sense, and if we can get in front of now Chancellor Jones, we would, we would endure, we would encourage that. I think it's still important. I think it's something that, uh, for the Illini fans and the community is a very important tradition. And though, you know, that stripping away of the war chant, I think, and again, going all the way back to the original thing is the war chant is more of a feeling that you're stripping away tradition. And okay, if you're, if you've taken away the chief, you've taken away basically music, um, that is not necessarily, it was really, I don't think anybody really connected it with or felt like it was a Native American. Well, what, like, why that? Why now? You know, I think it's just, uh, here's my take. This is my and, opinion. And actually, it came up, let, let's re, because it came up at a soccer game. Yes. It wasn't even a release. It was not said. There were students that were playing it at a soccer game yeah. at the end of August. And a DIA a athletic department representative came up and said, "You guys can't do that right. anymore." Like that was out the really news I, 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 that, yeah. that I actually and didn't know. Actually, one of my former students it was the one who was holding the drum, and so I asked him. He goes, "Yep, yeah. we're sitting there playing it, didn't know anything." Guy comes up, tells us to stop, and the first question is, "Why? <laughs> like, what? What's the big deal?" Right? So it's it's kind of you know taking away the war chant is. It's bad, but it's it's okay. You're stripping away the tradition, and what's next? Three and one, which we've you know, even though Chancellor Jones has said we're not we're not getting rid of it, we're not getting rid of it. It just it's one more thing of of not only taking away tradition, but kind of a, what we would call erasing kind of the cultural appreciation we have for the neighboring culture. I I could personally I could go you know uh, you know you could look at the war chant and it's just it's music that people clapped against. Um, they replaced it with uh, with some other music that is probably more can be considered more offensive than the mm-hmm. war chant. So it's kind of a, a quizzical. Yeah, they played it huh? during third downs of football yeah. games. They played at basketball games. Dion, you you played basketball. I, I joke. Like, <laughs> do, do you remember hearing it? I'm sure it was played during timeouts during it. You know, 30 seconds left I, against Iowa. I, I, or, uh, I'll tell you this: if if I was sitting there listening to the music that was playing, I think Coach Henson <laughs> may have sent me back to the locker room. But I, I will say this: I, I understand um, why a lot of the fans and the people are uh, are upset. Um, I myself, of course, we had we played games when we had the chief on on our hips when we were well, not so much on our hips, but on our lower pants figured leg. It. I mean, but yeah. there was exactly. I mean, it was a sense of pride yeah. uh, for a lot of not just the players, but the the students at hand. But as you said, this time's a little different, mm-hmm. and and things are changing. I, I guess maybe even a little bit too rapidly <laughs> and too rapidly for me. And we're losing some things that were. Uh, very traditional and very important uh, to a lot of people. But, you know, I, I guess the chancellors and, and the heads in the way, you know, they see, uh, they're looking at the big picture, I guess. Well, yes. And people will say, you know, the, the, the opponents will say it, that the chief is the mascot, right? And everybody else would say, no, it's, it's the symbol. And I know mm-hmm. Steve, as the chief, it, it's very important to you. What about Dion as a player, um, having that as the symbol for you, your teams? Well, one of the things that, and I can only speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for the university or anyone else. But what it did, um, it gives you a sense of who you are. I mean, when, when I played, uh, you know, we were the fighting line eye. And, and I think the other guys before me will say the same thing. So it really gave you a, a sense of pride. Um, it gave you a, an idea and, a, and an identity e- even more so than anything else. And as an athlete, that's important. I mean, you, you, you're going out there because you're representing not just your university, but you're representing something. And if you don't have um, a symbol or something to really represent, you know, and this may sound crazy to people that are not athletes, but you're going out there to compete for something. And having that uniform on and, and having that's all the same thing. And it's all a sense of pride. And you're going out there and you're fighting. But, you know, I say all that to say this. I, I, as an administrator, which I was an athletic <laughs> director for five years, I can I, I see where they're coming from. 
but as an Illini, um, it, it is definitely you know a little disheartening. When I was a student, I can say I, I kind of landed on the, and I would say anti-chief, but I was, uh, I wanted it to go away, right? Because it was such a distraction. It seemed like that was all anybody was talking about. They wouldn't talk about the team. It was all about what was going on with the chief. And it was almost like, all right, if somebody's offended, I get it, great. But this needs to go away because we need to stop dealing with it so we can get on to dealing with the sporting events. So now the university does do that in 2007. But Steve, has the chief really gone away? I mean, go to a football game now. Well, and that's exactly what you just said is is that's the sensitivity or the importance of what the tradition is. Is 10 years after the fact, they get rid of music that has you know you can kind of say it's you know related to the chief it has American intonations right you could say that but the reaction of it the vehement reaction from the fans shows you in a lot of ways that that how dear the tradition is and endearing to the community and to the Nine Nation. What is the the history of the war chant? You know, I, I it precedes me. Um, what I have read uh, and from my understanding from Gary Smith, the band director in time, uh, was back in the early eighties, probably eighty eighty one. Unfortunately, I think we all you know predates us all. Yes, predates us we were, all. None of us were born. I don't it was think. you know <laughs> before well, I was. <laughs> That's kind of the Gary Moeller oh, years. You're, you're going to come clean? All right, fine. Yeah. Me too. I have no problem with that. <laughs> and our teams weren't all that great. Um, is that <laughs> there was a, uh, a uh, one of the band, um, one of the band members had decided to add a rift to just the drum beat. And that Gary came up and said, stop, you got to quit it. You can't do that. It's, you know, and Gary is, this is totally Gary, but I, and I love Gary for it is, you got to do it. It's not me. And all of a sudden everybody was getting into it. No, wait, keep going. So it just, it, uh, it was one that just evolved. And I've always said great traditions, um, come from students that support it. And so you can't manufacture a tradition. It just ha- doesn't happen. So when the university is saying, oh, we're going to create a new mascot or we're going to create this, I'm going to go, good luck. You know, we're not going to hold you back, but trust me. If you Trust me, when you go out and, and try to get the, uh, the community to endorse it, it'll be a very, very hard sell. Um, but if something, if I, I wouldn't be opposed to if something was created by the univer- by the students that people really got on board. Like, for example, at Iowa, there's a new tradition after the first quarter. They turn around and wave it to all the students in the children's hospital behind that. It's a great tradition. That is. It was born out of, out of caring people and people just voluntarily to do that. If a tradition came up like that for, for the University of Illinois, I would totally support that. Does it mean it replaces Chief Wanawake? No, but I think that's how good traditions and good things are made, and that's the way that we should create those things. The problem with what happened with the chief at the end of the day is it's in 2007, the university did not go for the win-win. They didn't go for a, uh, a transition or something else. They just said, we're done. And for many people, it was like, their favorite, unfortunately, their favorite grandparent died all of a sudden and they didn't get to say goodbye. And so when you, if there was a way to have been able to do something to help everybody understand and transition, I think it would have been a little bit better. But now people, people, and I understand it, and personally, I would love it back. It's harder every year that we're farther away, but the intensity is still there, you know, we're what? We're 10 years out of it. And people still say chief after the dance. People still wear their stuff. I still, when I, I'm down there, um, there are students there wearing chief outfits, chief logos, everything. It's still there. You can't tell them to stop, but there's, there's nothing there to either in, reinforce that culture or the, the good parts of New American culture history that we have with the university, nor is there anything that I would say has replaced it in a way that right. would would say, hey, the chief was great, 
but this this is a great tradition that I'm going to hold on to now. You know, we were talking about, and you mentioned earlier the the Council of Chiefs. When and, and, and forgive my ignorance on this, I, I of all people yeah. <laughs> shouldn't okay. have no more knowledge on this. Okay. Uh, but the, the the Council of Chiefs. When did it start? Well, you know, so we call it, you know, we're a little fraternity. So 1926 is the first one. Right around probably 2008, 2009, we organized the Council of Chiefs. Um, we were all, we had been working in the backgrounds with Joe White and the Board of Trustees and Chancellor Herman in 2007 to come up with a transitional opportunity. Um, we went so far as to create a um, we went so far as to create a transitional outfit. I mean, I actually have it in my closet. Um, You're gonna have to show me that one day. You, I, I want to see that. It's, <laughs> it looks. It's very. It was basically a silhouette. It was. It was basically the chief's outfit, but it was all white. It was gonna be like a ghost, mm-hmm. and we were gonna. What well, one of the ideas was? We were gonna transition into something, and they were all on board. And literally, like the next week. I wake up and I hear on the on the news it's done. So we were all taken by surprise, even though we were kind of organized and um, as an organization. But after that, we said, you know what? As as our former chiefs, we we feel like there's a couple things we can do. We can take up the mantle. We mm-hmm. we are the best people who who can continue to uh, support the tradition and figure out the best win win for it. So we created the organization. It's a nonprofit. Uh, we create our own logo because the logo, as you know, is owned by the university, right. and they won't get. And and we were very close to getting the round logo. They we were in discussions to have it transferred to us, but the university said, you know, what, we're going to keep it. So we said, you know what, if if we're responsibility is to continue the tradition and find the win win, we'll create our organization. We'll have to create our own logo. We'll sell merchandise. We'll raise funds for, and we've raised funds for um, scholarships for the Miami uh, tribe. So we're doing things to continue to do that in much the way that FSU's relationship with the tribe is. Mm -hmm. So the Council of Chiefs, the best way I could say it acts the same way or is trying to act the same way as the FSU model. And that's what we really would like to go to if we can figure out a way is can we have a third party that is responsible for the tradition, that has a relationship with the tribe, um, and that and and that the a tradition that is based off of the concept of Chief Lineawick can live and everybody is endorsable and and we can have something that returns back to whatever the normalcy is of right. of our our great school. Well I can tell you is you mentioned that it was a shock. I was in Europe at the time. So when when I heard it, of yeah. course it came, it came across Sports Center, and I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on?" And and my wife again, who's Israeli, had no clue why I was sitting there with with tears in my eyes. She she didn't get it yeah. because she of course hadn't yeah. bled on those uniforms, and you know, Coach Hanson had, as you know, the story had me run the stairs in what was Assembly Hall now is State the State Farm State. Center. Um, you know, so I, I totally understand. But for someone that has been a part of the council, that has been here, like you said, since 1926, the chief means one thing to me, but I'm sure it means a heck of a lot more to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, you add on to that, that I'm a townie. I grew up with it. So, you know, I, I grew up watching it. I was it. I continue to be it. I think it is one of the, you know, greatest traditions in college history. And, you know, that's my own opinion, of course. And I think it could do a great amount of good. And we were doing a great amount of good, in my opinion. Uh, you know, well, we it were, still sounds like you are. If you are you we're know, trying getting to. money to right. hand out those scholarships to a well-needed yes. uh, class of people. You're doing things that the university probably right. could have been doing already at this point. Right. And, and we, you know, you don't hear any of the former chiefs in the news, when hadn't killed anybody, we're all upstanding, you know. People, we are three were in my fraternity, three yeah. the last four. So I, I oh, well, I'm not sure. Oh, well, I'm just hey. kidding. Um, but John, you know, Dan, is, Matt, sorry oh, if you're listening. Man. Oh boy, I'll have them listen to this. But <laughs> we we took when you when you are the chief, you are you, you understand very quickly that 
the chief is in the spotlight, you are not. And so our role is to be good ambassadors for the tradition and the university and to do good. And when we, you know, not a lot of people know, but when you get selected as chief, the university used to send us out to this Ogala Sioux. We spent a week with them. We learned about their traditions. We understood, we understood why the dance is the way it is because it's based off of their, the, uh, their dances and their traditions. And so it, it was, we were trained to appreciate Native American culture and what it meant. And so we tried to uphold the tradition to the extent that we could and things that you guys would never see and I would never say, but there was a lot of effort on our end to make sure we were as respectful to that tradition and to the to Galasu who provided for us mm-hmm. through everything that we did. So, you know, that's the hard part is that everybody sees things from the outside, but being in it, performing it, the rituals that we did, the things that we did to learn and continue to learn and appreciate. And I think that, you know, our relationship with the Miami tribe throughout this whole thing is a testament of we're in it for the long haul. We want, there are people who just, you know, no chief, no check, or they'll, you know, they think it's easy just to return the chief, you know, whatever, get rid of this person, get rid of that person. We understand the complexities of this whole thing. So we're in the long haul of what's going on. Well, that's why you guys are great to be the, the, the spokespeople for this, because you're not just the students that are going, gosh, I just want it because it was at every football game I went to, or, you know, it's not just nostalgic Mm -hmm. for you. It was much more important. What were some of the other discussions that have been uh, happening to, to come up with a compromise? What were some of the things either before 2007 or since that you can share with us? Um, things I would share, I mean, what I would just tell you is that, uh, I personally have been to Miami at least two to three times. We've talked to their senior tribal, um, I guess guides many times. We, I mean, um, Tom, Tom Livingston, who's the chief, two chiefs before me, um, you know, he is, he is really our conduit over there. Um, but in terms of, and he's also the conduit to the university is too, because of, Kind of he he's very in tuned with the senior the senior people. He was, used to be the president of the alumni association. Um, so things that we've done or considered doing, you know, they've ranged from um, having the Miami um, um, provide scholarships for Miami students to come and have them be the chief and figure out a way to embody the chief in their culture as the chief. Mm-hmm. Non-dancing, something that's celebratory. We've talked about doing things that are that was done at, uh, I think Tennessee did it, I think Oklahoma did it this season, where they just would have Indian, um, ha- a halftime where they would bring out a big powwow and bring in tri- um, different tribes to come and, and just celebrate Indian culture. Uh, we've encouraged them to, you know, uh, last year, I think it's the... Oh gosh, is it G seven? I think it's a it's a I think um, it's a program where schools can contribute money to the NCAA that goes to Native American um, efforts, but in but they get to also wear outfits that have Native American imagery on it as well. Oh, wow. So you know we've encouraged everything to move the point to to just don't say, hey, get rid of this tradition. It's like let's take a step forward and keep in mind, this is not just administration. We have constantly, we have continued to have relationships with native American house, which is, we think is a continual linchpin. We understand to have something that is native American friendly on campus has to be embraced by them as well. And we understand the, the nuances to it. Um, a quick story though, for example, the, um, North, uh, the North Dakota Fighting Sioux, they had to get an approval, from, from my understanding, from six different Sioux tribes in North Dakota. They got approval from five. So since the sixth one held out, the whole thing went to, went away. In the New America House, if you have, my last understanding is represented by uh, maybe 10 different types of tribes. Those are not... Um, those are those are they do none of them have well they have the lineage of being Native American mm-hmm. but all their traditions are slightly different and their agreement of what it means to be Native American is different so if you say hey have a powwow 
you're going to have 10 different type of drip. Right. So getting a, a giving something that makes sense for Native American house is going to be different, difficult too, just because they have different cultures within that house. So we're, we're in a very culturally sensitive environment today. So getting something that I would think um, would be universally acceptable is going to be difficult just in general. Right. So. There's a good article. I know, Steve, you read it from uh, Dave Wisnowski, who's yes. a U of I alum. Uh, for those who aren't tra- following him on tri- Twitter, wishlist, W-I-S-C-H, list, or wishlist.com, W-I-S-C-H. That's where this article was. He lists a lot of compromises, a lot of places, because he's a conflicted guy. He, he hmm. says he's a frustrated Illini right now. And, um, you know, another place that Illinois could look at and, and he brings up is the Nike N7 fund. That's which what raised, I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it raises money um, to go into the Native American community. Uh, David asked the university about that because there were four schools that wore special uniforms for right. a day. One school wore it for two days mm-hmm. in basketball. And Illinois had never, it didn't even know about it, the administration. They had no clue. And yeah. so it's been 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, where are we at? When is something going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The problem has always been for the last 10 years is we would work with one administration and then they would, they would basically say, um, do something, they'd be gone. And the next person would go, hold my beer. And right. then. You know, then the next administration comes in, and well, and that's you know. <laughs> that's the fear with the three and one. Like that's the yeah, current administration absolutely. says we're not going to touch it, but right. you know, right? You mentioned the Florida state model, and excuse yeah. me, I I don't know what that is, and oh, I'm sure okay. there'll be some of our listeners that might not know what that is oh, either. Okay. So can you sure. explain that a little bit? Sure. No, Florida State has a uh, a strong relationship and has had a strong relationship with the Seminole Tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows them to have uh, Chief Osceola, who comes in in the beginning of the of the games yes. on a horse with a flaming spear to run around, and then he plants a f- the flaming spear into the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, if you compare that to Chief Lineweck and the dance that he does, it is completely you know it, it's if we're considered G rated, it's that one's like <laughs> you know M in terms of kind of the. This is overboard Native American. It's almost violent. Right. right. So, um, and people go, if they can do it, why can't we? They've had that relationship with the Seminole tribe where um, a portion of the revenue of the uh, of the logo the, that mm-hmm. has Native American um, imagery in it, once they sell, goes to a third party that then offers scholarships and things to the Seminole tribe. Okay. And the Seminole tribe says, okay, that's great. You know, we, they, they have a board, they have people who are part of that tribe who oversee the look and feel of that. Even if that, um, the person on the, on the horse isn't the American, they try, they try to encourage authenticity that represents them. So it's through and through it's transparently, that relationship is open and they endorse what they're doing. We don't have that. So we want to, the only way we're going to get to a similar one is to say, to be honest is say, okay, Miami, what are you, what, what can we work on with you that we can authenticize or make work within your culture that we can do that embodies the concept of chief Alaniwek that you would be willing to support. And if we can do that, Sure. There's money involved, but you know what? Money is involved in almost anything, as we talked about at breakfast. Um, but if we can do it in a way that is supportive for the things that they're doing, um, great. We'd love to do it. But overall, I think the goal is is let's as as a state that's named after a tribe, as a school that's named after a tribe, um, we I think in an in an environment that is culturally sensitive. Why are we retreating from Native American culture? Why can't we find a way to incorporate it? And I'm open, like Dave Wisnowski says, I am open to, as a council, as a former chief, to go, let's get something that works. I'm open to that. If that means that we can't have chief back as is, it is hard because I understand, I know how much the chief and what I did and the painstaking things that we've done to do the most respectful way of doing it is. But if there's a way to get it back in, in a way that makes sense for the long haul, I'm all for it. The, the sideline note on that one is if we can get that way, 
I know there's a lot of frustrated line who would step off of the sidelines and come back into the fold. I hate to say it, but as we know, there are a lot of people who have made their line in the sand way back yeah. in 2007. And that really hurts the university. And as a guy that loves his university, I hate the fact that, especially with the, all the money issues that the state is having, that there's so much money on the sideline that could be helping the university, not DIA, that completely different <laughs> situation, but but the university scholarships for kids and things like that to get them to make a world class university, that the administration can't figure out a way to work in a way that can help solve a lot of those issues. Right. There's nothing to be ashamed of to be the University of Illinois and embrace the university, uh, the Native American culture. And, and incorporate that into the sports that we do. There's nothing wrong with it. Can we do it correctly? I think we can. Let's figure out a way to do it. What about the fighting in fighting Illini? Has that been a source of contention for people? And again, I, I think people have to understand the history that fighting Illini doesn't reference the tribe either. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, three and one, fighting Illini... It, the people, the university did a good job in saying these pre, pre, they were before the chief. If they weren't, they'd be gone. I mean, it claim plain and simple. Just because we were able to figure out a historical predating of the chief, um, if it was not tied to Illini, and we said fighting Illini was tied to World War II veterans, it'd probably be in the focus. It would be in the crosshairs. It's just the mere fact that we're 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 able to do it, so it's gonna be in the crosshairs, mm-hmm. um, regardless. I mean, there was after the Confederate um, statues went all down all around the country. There was one here in Ch- I think Chicago or somewhere nearby. They knocked down a, a statue of Abraham Lincoln and said, "Man, that guy's <laughs> racist." <laughs> and I went, oh, "Come on, guys, right? You know, get educated and and." you know, make a good decision. So, um, fighting Illini, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad it's there. Um, you could make the case either way, but I think the element of fighting, like the concept of fighting, that's going to piss off a lot of people who, who are anti-war, right? It's because it's about war. It's about, you know, fighting. So people can get very upset for very interesting reasons. So the hope is is that we will stay true to final line I will stay true to the three and one, which I think is a beautiful halftime with or without the chief. And I applaud Barry Hauser, a good friend of mine who's the band director of of upholding that and really you know embracing the three and one and and wanting to continue to keep it. Are they talking about doing a mascot? Again, after 10 years, we're still the Illini, and we have no, our symbol is a black eye, right? So, I mean, is there any... Did you say black eye? Oh, black eye. eye. Okay, just checking. (laughs) (laughs) So what are the discussions? uh, Have you been involved with any of those discussions? Uh, You know, I have been involved in discussions peripherally. So I've known about that. I I know through friends kind of what's been going on. I will tell you, if you go back to, I believe it's either 1979 or 1981, we, for one game, had somebody dressed up as a chicken and went to the Illinois basketball sidelines to introduce, at the time, what they were considering an additional mascot. And it never saw the light of day after that. So A chicken? A chicken. It was based off the San Diego chi- Pra- uh, Prairie chicken. chicken. Yeah. No, I have not. Oh, my God. I have but <laughs> you'll, you know, you'll have to look it up in News Gazette. Um, archives but it only lasted one day we are we are so tied into the chief um i i just say hey go ahead do whatever you want again i'm a big person that says um traditions are created they're not manufactured so if you want to if you want a creative mascot and see if people will endorse it have at it i don't i'm not gonna put my energies towards it and yeah maybe if if you want to have a mascot Great, have a mascot. But we've never considered the chief a mascot. We've always considered him a symbol. He's bigger than that. Um, so, sure, do what you want. I don't. To us in the organization, it's kind of a. It's nothing that we really spend a lot of time on. Dia, and you talked about how it was a symbol for you guys when you played, and how important it was to you guys. Now I know you said Coach Henson wouldn't let you. Uh, 
listen to the music. I'm sure he didn't let you out of the locker room at halftime to watch the dance. <laughs> no. So, what, I mean, when was the first time you saw it, and what, what is kind of the chief? We've been talking about a lot about the war dance. What does the chief kind of mean to you guys as athletes, too? Well, I mean, again, uh, the chief wasn't just a symbol for – definitely wasn't a mascot, and, no. and that's what I tell everyone. And I think that's the difference between a lot of um, – you know, mascots that you see in, in, in professional sports or in college sports, he was never a mascot. And, and you're right, there was no way in the world we were getting out of the locker room to watch yeah. the Chief. We didn't hear the war chant going on during games because if you were not paying attention, you might not have been on yeah. the floor. And I like being on the floor, so <laughs> let me say that first and foremost. And I think we kind of needed me to be on the yeah. floor, too. But uh, It was I mean, helpful once exactly. in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, every once in a while. But no, You as were a good role player. As you, a... You as <laughs> yes, I was. I was a great role player. I played my the role. The number one role, the was, star player. Okay, sorry. Exactly. I was, I was, told, topic, to, sorry. I was told to shoot the basketball, <laughs> yes. and that's what I did. Um, but no, he, he was always a symbol for us. Um, and, and I have to say it was a little bit different because we didn't get to see the, the dances. We didn't get to see all the, or really experience those things like uh, the student, the regular students and fans that were there watching. But the first time I actually had an opportunity to watch the Chief dance, I was out of Illinois. I had graduated. And when I came back to watch it, I was at one of the basketball games. Chief did the dance. Um, well, I wasn't at a basketball game. I'm sorry. I was at a charity event playing basketball. And, and we had an opportunity to see the Chief dance. And I was fortunate enough to be able to have my wife there, who's Israeli. So she, you know, their university is a totally different than ours. My children, of course, had no idea because they grew up in Florida and in, and in Europe. And at the end of the dance, um, they all looked at me and was like, okay, we understand why you were upset, you know, because of that feeling. And, and there were a lot of Illinois fans that were there to watch this because it was myself playing, TJ Wheeler was playing, you know, it, it was a, a, a really good event to earn money for a really good cause. And the chief was able to come and, and um, do his thing. So they were excited to see it. And that's what I thought he brought, not just to me or to the fans, but that's what he brought to everyone university-wide. You know, and like you said, I don't know if we'll ever get him back, Steve, but I don't think he'll ever go away either. Yeah. It's like the memory of, a, of a, you know, your closest grandma. When she's gone, she's never gone. Right. You know, she'll be passed on from generation to generation, and this is why... Steve, I'm sure your kids will, you know, know the chief and mine want to go to Illinois and, and everything else. I mean, when they hear the, the dance, they all stand around and they go, chief, yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> because, you know, that's he'll go on, you know, for history. But again, I understand the university doing what they have to do or what they feel is best for the university, because that's what you know, that's their job. Yeah. Their job is to be caretakers of the university, and that's what you know. That's what they're doing, but it's definitely difficult. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, as the organization, as part of the council, I think it's our goal is to we want as much as possible to get the original chief back as is. The likelihood of that happening, I, it's a stretch. Yeah. It is. It's just a stretch for many reasons, mainly because of the what I told you about the history. We can't connect the history in a way that makes sense. Right. So we have to modify in a way that makes sense. We don't want to do it in a way that's going to not look authentic. That's not the, the goal at all. The goal is to have something that that works. And I think Josh Whitman even has said that. We've been in conversations with Josh as well. Josh gets it. Josh, yeah. you know, he, he played and he, played and too and he, he, yeah. he loves yeah, the Chief. I'm going to say he likes the Chief. But he understands the value of it. And I think he understands if we can figure out a way that it unites everybody, let's do it. And I and I would agree with that. Yeah, and I applaud him. And he actually came out in his in his uh, open letter and said, you know, and he's right. He was a football player. Yeah. You know, they like I said, they hear if you're not on the floor, you're going to hear the third. Yeah. I mean, if you're not on the field, you're going to hear the third down. Yeah. <laughs> well, know, I do appreciate, going, you know? and I appreciate in his letter. You don't see this in any other administrator letter, and I don't know if if it was a, a gaff or not. But he says, "I grew up with Chief Alinewick. Most other ones from the university, they don't even acknowledge it. So right. for him to say, you know, I grew up with Chief Alinewick, 
he he is not abashed in saying. But it goes know, back to what you said, tradition. Yeah, I mean absolutely. that's what you know. You have heard your whole life. He, yeah. myself. Yeah. I mean Eric. You know Eric likes to proclaim he's a baby over here and he's younger than everyone else. <laughs> but he's you know this is what we've grown up with. Right. <laughs> so you know I applaud him as well for for putting that out there. But you know well, I, I know he, today's climate is. Josh is probably the only administrator that he said it because he's the only one that can claim it. And the other administrators are U U of I folks. They're not from Illinois. And I, you know, and I like Dion, you talked about putting that on and and wearing the chief hat as a uniform. And, and I can speak just as a student, you know, I was joking. (laughs) One of the biggest uh, investments I had to make my sophomore year was to buy a pair of actual game shorts and went down to Wright street, got the champion shorts, a t-shirt and, you know, plopped my $60 down, which was a, a, a ton of money at the time. Biggest decision: Do I want blue? Do I want orange? Do I want white? Because I'm only getting one, man. So where'd you go with? I went with the blue because we weren't big into orange before at that time. But it's a symbol of pride for me too to be able to wear that type of thing. And I didn't even, you know, I didn't bleed on it. (laughs) You guys did, so (laughs) you know. But so it wasn't just the athletes. It wasn't just the chief portrayers. It was the common students. I think that were, you know, was important too. And and a lot of the people that have helped to come to this decision or to influence decision are are not Illinois people, frankly. Well, remember, up to 2007, the one I would say the one arguable thing that every since 1926 that every illinois alum has in common is the chief yeah right had different basketball players different coaches different teachers but you had the chief throughout that and it was one and i i even talk about with some of the older alumni that i talk about i go i i envy you you lived in a time where the chief the the existence of, of the chief was not questioned the authenticity or the respect was not questioned. And so, you know, I understand culture changes, and I'm willing to change with it. We've all had to. But there are certain... It doesn't mean you abandon it. It means that you work and try to figure out what the best way to move forward is. And so that's our hope. Can we get back to it? Can we? Are we finally to a point? Because we're not... It's not just Illinois now that's feeling the heat. Alabama's right. not playing Dixieland because it's offensive. Uh, I was just telling you guys that USC just was under fire because their mascot horse happened to have the same name as General Lee's horse, and they said, get rid of it. And so we're getting these these knee-jerk reactions now throughout college football to things that are peripherally, you know, maybe a little bit offensive, and people are trying to pull, you know, throw the baby out of the bathwater instead mm-hmm. of going, let's sit, let's understand Let's modify or let's figure out what makes sense. So my hope is we're, we're getting out of that and that we can finally everybody sit down and go, all right, let's bang something out that makes sense. Well, I think that's that would be great, but that's not. I don't think that's just a, a university. <laughs> no, I think yeah, that's right. kind of like a societal issue right Absolutely. now. Is, you know, every, everyone wants to be, in my opinion, too PC. Yeah. You know, and, and I, of course, everybody knows I'm black. <laughs> really? Yeah, you couldn't tell, huh? No, I mean, but you have to deal with so many things coming up, you know, as as a kid of color in this society that some of these things to you, you look back and be like, really? Yeah. You know, this this is what we're fighting about. Right. This, this thing isn't really that important. Right. But to some, it unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but to some, it is. And I think you nailed it right on the head. Part of it is because we don't know the history of things. Hmm. Part of it is because we don't talk about things. We'd rather just get out, get rid of it instead of having a discussion of it. Right. You know, and I don't agree with, you know, Trump on a lot of stuff. But, you know, getting rid of all of the statues, and I mean getting rid of them. I don't think you get rid of your history. No. You have to know where you're from to know where you're going. Right. Now, do you need to flaunt it in people's faces okay maybe not you know maybe you can put it in the museum and do some things but to get rid of your history i don't care who you are it hurts you right absolutely you know and and, you know there was an old saying if you don't know where you're from well never know where you're going and keep in mind when the hope was i think part of the hope in 2007 is um especially for the native american house you know what get rid of the chief then you know we can come and figure out a way to 
make the American House and Native American Studies and all that stuff much more prevalent. We'll do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's it's not there. I mean, you go down there. I don't think there's any additional appreciation of Native Americans on campus. There's there hasn't been a progression that they were hoping for. Right. So the chief at at least got us in that direction. Could we do better? Yeah. Could we, we could we build cultural appreciation through the chief? Absolutely. We were trying to do that. Was it recognized? Probably not to the extent that it could. And but can we do that now? Sure. If we could, give us a chance. Well, and I think that's one of those things we need to do. Period. Is period. Absolutely. Appreciate the differences between everyone. Appreciate where you come from. Yeah. You know, because I don't think we have that appreciation. And I think if people understood, you know, and, and was willing to know the history of people and, and uh, of cultures, I think then you're right. You could find a, a common ground. But I think that common ground is elusive when people are afraid to talk about it or people are afraid sure. to well, they're just, deal or with or it. Or people are just, there's, there's an absolute either a yes or a no. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. When my mother used to always tell me, the world ain't black and white, it's gray. so you better find a way to live in that gray area life is about compromise yes it is awesome hey uh i want to give a shout out to beth nuss she was a student that actually came up with the original war chant long time she recently retired from the paxton buckley lotus school district go panthers and uh she was the one that has taken credit for creating it and unfortunately uh it's gone away and uh um uh, pete griffin who went on to be the band director before Mm -hmm. Before Barry. Not the so. one from Family Guy. No. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> no. Okay. That would have been interesting. Steve. <laughs> that really would have been. <laughs> thanks for joining us today. This is great info on a subject that I think all people associated with the Illini are certainly very passionate about. Uh, thanks, as always, to Painless Networking and Chris Hartwig for letting us jump onto the Painless Podcast Airways. If you haven't listened to Chris's podcast yet, definitely check it out. Great discussions with leaders in the sports industry. And we're glad fellow Illini Marty Casey didn't retire his music after being a finalist on Rockstar in Excess. You're about to hear the ground you walk on off his debut solo album. Go check that out on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. For Steve Raquel, he is Dion Thomas. I'm Eric Schmidt, and we're going to meet you in the paint on the next Fadeaway. Swish.